0: Welcome to the Business Miracles Podcast. I'm Heather Dominic, founder of businessmiracles.com and author of the book, Different, The Highly Sensitive Leadership Revolution, found at differentthebook.com. Since 2010, I've been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe to work less while making more impact and income by doing things differently. I'm so glad you joined me. Listen in and get ready, get ready for a shift in the way you view yourself, your work, your life, a business miracle. This is A Course in Business Miracles podcast, episode 168, Highly Sensitive Leadership as a Professional, part one, featuring highly sensitive leader, Jennifer Ricard's. In this special three-part episode series, you'll be hearing wisdom and insights from me, as well as hearing from select highly sensitive leaders from the Business Miracles community who are currently creating more impact and more income within a more traditional professional role and all the ways with which they're able to apply their highly sensitive leadership skills to craft a business, a career, a professional journey in a way that works best for each of them. I absolutely could not be more delighted, more delighted to be connecting with Jennifer Ricards, who is CEO of Re-Management and Executive Vice-President of Sign Health. I have personally had the honor of mentoring intimately Jennifer, seeing Jennifer make the huge shift from constantly feeling stressed out, frazzled, and doing work that she didn't so much enjoy because she struggled so much with advocating for herself and communicating her needs, to truly embracing, honing, and using her highly sensitive leadership skills to empower herself and work in a way that brings her joy and fulfillment, all while also positioning herself to create jobs and provide opportunities that allow and empower others to also have more work-life balance as well. Jennifer is, in my opinion, the walking, talking embodiment of all that is
1: highly sensitive leadership. Jennifer, welcome to the Business Miracles podcast. Thank you, Heather. You know I'm a, a member of your program and also a podcast listener, so I feel like I'm I'm in the podcast hearing that introduction for, <laughs> a little for real.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I love hearing that you listen to the podcast, even as a Business Miracles community member. Um, let's start just by touching a little bit more on that kind of stressed and frazzled and doing work that you didn't enjoy, because I just have a sense that there's other listeners who definitely can identify and relate. So anything that would be, you know, helpful for you to share about that part of your journey and, and maybe even, you know, what has shifted since then?
1: Yeah. It, it, it's interesting to look back on it because I feel like when you are stressed and frazzled, you don't have a lot of perspective on the situation that you're in. Yes. But I look back often to, you know, maybe a way I used to work or, you know, I think that like, Oh, I used to travel with this schedule and like, how in the world did I do it? And I remember how stressed out I was, or, mm-hmm. you know, there were weeks I wasn't at home and I couldn't take out my trash and, you know, that was the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So it, at the time it was just what i thought you know everyone did and i work in the healthcare industry and people do work a lot of hours and it's kind of just what you do you know you you go to school you get a career this way and you know it might not be so enjoyable now but you have to work your way up and put in those you know long hours and work hard and everything will flow from there but I think actually what was happening was I was working myself farther down the stress and frazzled path. Mm. I don't know if others in my life or you know in my work life picked up on it. Like did they know what was going on or mm-hmm. did they think I was happy in my role and it, it worked? I don't know. I think it worked for them, right? That mm-hmm. I was overworking and um, you know, doing good work, but at a very high cost to myself and mm-hmm. You know, my personal relationships, the people in my life, my family and that kind of thing. Right. Right. Absolutely.
0: And uh, I think that's a beautiful description or maybe accurate is a better word. Accurate description of kind of more of like that corporate path right? Where you deny yourself, you disconnect from yourself, maybe you even just completely lose track of yourself. And, you know, again, as I shared in the introduction, I've really, you know, you and I have done some deep, intimate mentoring together, and I've really watched and witnessed your transformation. And it's really been truly incredible to take more ownership of the way that you show up, you know, in your work life. Again, we've, you know, we've been through so much on a journey together, but is there maybe either like one moment that felt like a turning point for you, or maybe one teaching or training that was really imperative and supportive to help you really begin to like turn that corner, make that shift? be willing to show up and and be within your professional life differently
1: yeah a lot of them but if i if i think of a few i think you know the first one that maybe opened the door crack and let the light in is your concept of time off on and in your business yes so you know there's time off that i think a lot of people would associate like your vacation time your pto in the traditional setting, but, um, you really go beyond that, That's you know, time off restorative time for you, yes. um, time on your business that might be someone doing a website, or if you're in a traditional setting, maybe you're doing your resume or your LinkedIn profile. Yes. Um, and then in your business is actual, so I get that mixed up. In your business, yeah. actual hours, build. You know, I'm looking for a client. I'm doing something like that in my setting. Yes, and that is where I started to kind of be like, oh, well, I don't. <laughs> my time off was like folding laundry, you know, and and that is meditative. But like, I started to realize, like, I don't really have that. Yeah, and I was so far off track. You know this that it was like I was out of touch with how do I even relax? What do I even want? Right. But I started to just kind of see how off. I was, you know, and started to have the intent of let's work towards something that's more balanced. Yes. Yeah, and then from there, a lot of it was really speaking up for myself in a way that made sense to me. So that's your difficult conversations training. I was just so bad at that. So you know, in a corporate setting, I in a corporate or professional, you know, a traditional setting is probably yes the way to put it. I didn't even know how to have a conversation of like, I need time off in the near future. So I was so nervous about having the conversation that I really wouldn't bring it up until the last minute, you know, and then I would think, oh my gosh, my boss or manager must think that I'm the biggest flake because they think I'm just bringing this up, you know, like I want vacation time in two weeks, but really I've been stressing about it for six months of how to talk to them about it. It sounds ridiculous, but I really was doing that. Yeah. you know so how do i have that conversation in a way that's true to myself and makes sense in a traditional setting yes. um so i started to do those types of things and there were a lot of assumptions i had that you know my manager might be upset or i won't get the time off and most of those were just not true most of the time again with your training it was like oh great well where are you going and like i hope you have a great time and you know how how can i help or you know things like that would start to unfold and connect the dots for me of like, Oh, I never even realized I could do that or, you know, be able to handle that type of a conversation. Right. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm so grateful that you're willing to give that example. I think that is, um, the example of waiting until the last minute. Right. So that really speaks to like our highly sensitive shadow of, analysis paralysis, right? The way that procrastination can show up. And what I really appreciate about your willingness to share is it really demonstrates that adds to the stress, right? Mm -hmm. That adds to that sense of being frazzled, that it isn't so much about what environment or setting uh highly sensitive is in, whether that be a traditional professional setting, a business, or you know, even within one's family or personal relationships. It's about how we are showing up. And the reason why I appreciate this so much is because, you know, with a lot of kind of teaching and coaching that's out there around highly sensitives, a lot of it is about like how to protect yourself right? And I feel like that's often misunderstood, misinterpreted, and highly sensitives tend to then shrink back and make their world smaller versus, as you so beautifully described, like learning how to show up differently, have a difficult conversation in a way that is supportive for yourself and then being able to work with the exchange of whoever it is that you're talking to. And this example it's like, oh, I don't have to wait till the last minute to talk about a request for time off. I can actually show up differently. Now you have traveled so far from like those moments and that example, and now you are, um, you know, in a, a very high level position within a very traditional setting and a setting that maybe most might not equate with being highly sensitive. You're in healthcare, you have interaction interactions with government, and yet I watch you show up as a leader in this environment and using your highly sensitive strengths which you possess very deeply, such as intuition, such as empathy, deep listening, being able to manage a complicated team. So I'd love if you're able to, to share just a little bit about what that's like for you, of really to not only hold on to, but hone your highly sensitive leadership skills within a setting that many probably would think, again, oh, I have to shrink back. I have to hide who I am, not use these skills. But instead, you've you've really leaned in and, and created some incredible impact. Anything around that that you could share for, for others
1: yeah. to share? I think the first one to connect to your point of protection is that I mean, I guess that sounds kind of like an HSP dream. Like I just like to live in a little cell, and you know, and I'm an introvert. <laughs> I just like to lock myself in my house and never go outside. Um, but it is it, it's almost counterintuitive, and it can do damage to you probably even more so than the other part. So yes. I'm grateful for your teachings because I don't think anyone at their heart really wants to to disconnect and protect in that way. Um, I do think people are seeking connection. And I think that there's one. If there's one thing that I did, if maybe I swung in the opposite direction. You know, as I was starting to learn more about the traits that I have and how they pop up, I kind of felt like everyone now is so different, and I'm so different. And how would they ever understand me or understand the way that I work or the way that I think? But you know, they they may everyone's different, and they may very well operate differently and you know think differently but they're not so different that you know a lot of the strengths that nhsp brings to the work setting wouldn't be appreciated pre- appreciated so there's a lot of times that i think that the team isn't going to understand something or it's going to sound really weird usually the opposite happens if it's like I, you guys can tell me if i'm crazy but this is my idea or this is what i'm seeing and i thought you know maybe we should do this usually the response is oh thank god he said that because. You know, I've been really stressed and I thought of the same thing, or I might not get an immediate reaction, but maybe the next day is like, you know, I thought about that overnight and I really connected the dots and I see that. So it's been received positively um, for me. And so I think that one aha is that we all play a unique role, whether you're, you know, independent or you're part of a team. So for me, it's been really important to see that, like, I do have a unique role as myself as well. I need to show up as myself and it's very rewarding to contribute to a team or your business or whatever that looks like for you and know that you're authentic in your role, you know, in that space and that, and everyone is different just like, you know, a family or something, but you're still needed in that way. Oh my gosh. Beautiful.
0: Absolutely. That makes me think of and remember back to when you were first stepping into this environment that you currently work with, work in the professional setting. And and I think it's also valuable to speak to like that you work as a consultant, right? So you've created this beautiful space where you're part of a traditional setting you're part of, you lead a team, but you also have an element of independence that speaks to that highly sensitive entrepreneur part of yourself. So it's this gorgeous cultivation of, it doesn't have to only look one way. That's kind of an aside. What I really meant to speak to was, I remember when you first really took this position, you took this contract, You stepped into it and you and I had some some real direct mentoring conversations about showing up as that unique, highly sensitive, essential self. And I remember sharing with you, like Jennifer, like you have specific strengths that are really going to be utilized and make such a difference within this setting you did what needed to be done, you showed up, you continue to do what needs to be done to continue to show up. And your strengths have really been honored, and you've been rewarded as you do. But what I'd like to speak to is that moment where you had to make that decision to show up, as your authentic self. And the reason why I'd like to speak to that is because I just have a sense, you know, others are listening and they might be thinking, feeling, yeah, that sounds really great, but that's so scary, right? Like, how do I do that? So if there's anything that you can recall from that moment when you did make that decision and many times you've had to make that decision since, what has helped you to be able to do that?
1: Yes, that's a great question. And I'm thinking through the multiple pieces of that. So I would say the first is like, I have gotten it wrong in smaller ways, probably before this role in contract. So, you know, there's been times in my life where um, starting out, I might've, you know, gotten really excited about the fact that I'm HSP and said, you know, in a work setting that like, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, maybe I do a retreat. I'm going to retreat and it's for so, you know, all about it. All excited. And they were kind of like, uh, you know, they didn't really know what to do with that and they're supportive. But I honed that energy over time in a way that I'm honest, but I'm also authentic with them. So what I might do differently now is explain the traits of HSP, you know. So for example, if someone asked me for something directly in a meeting, I might say, you know, my brain's a little different. I kind of have to let it soak in. Um, and can I get back to you tomorrow or do you need something right now? I don't say, oh, my brain's different because, you know, my, my nervous system and sensory perception is so crazy. And did you know that 20% of the population is this way? And You know, all this stuff. <laughs> um, And, you know, through your mentorship, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that leads up to that moment so that I'm going into it energetically in the right space. So you have a lot of tools that help um, the OFT is one of them. And people, I'm sure, can read about that on your website. But the other is that you really encouraged me to track some of those insights that I was getting. So, you know, maybe during a meeting, I might say, you know, in my mind, this isn't going to work. But I would never say that because I couldn't explain it on the spot because my brain works that way and it's just a little different. But I would write down, you know, August 17th, this meeting, not going to work, this reason. And then I would just let things play out and track like what happened, it didn't work. Oh, well, you know, and I might have another insight, this person is not getting along with this person and their project's just not going to work. Yes. So what happened? You know? And I started to gain confidence that like, Heather, what you re- were reassuring me about was true, or, you know, it, it, you know, I'm 85% right. So why am I not speaking up and, you know, right. service of the team? Yes. So then I could come to that, you know, point, being energetically in the right space, giving that background of, you know, I've had these, you know, insights or this, this nudge that like, maybe these two people aren't working well together. And again, like I said before, usually the response is, I'm so glad you mentioned that or, oh, I never realized that, or I'm not seeing it. Can you say more? And then usually the people will see it, or it might take some time for people to see it. But um, the tracking really helped me see, you know, there's nothing magical about it. It was just literally seeing that like, you are right on track with your insights. Nice. So why aren't you speaking up about them?
0: Amazing. Really amazing. So amazing because I hear you really speaking to and even like just breaking down the process. Yeah. Right. And that's so valuable because I feel so often that many of again, kind of like the teaching or the coaching that's out there around being an HSP is it's framed as all or nothing. Right. Right. And you just so beautifully described the process of learning, oh, I don't have to educate every single person everywhere I go. And it also isn't about holding back and not saying anything. And it also isn't about, oh, I'm going to make a decision and then it's all going to change overnight. Mm-hmm. But actually, like the ways that you... Walked yourself through. Um, and as you said, you know, and we had covered in mentoring and using a tool like tracking to support yourself in honing not only the strengths, but the courage of conviction to use your voice. Yeah. Yeah. And use your voice to authentically share from your highly sens- sensitive strengths but also to very clearly and directly share. And that's amazing. That's so powerful and so empowering.
1: Yeah. Really and it important. is scary too, because the ideas are usually sounding a little out there to me. So I, I think when you were reassuring me, it was like other people are never going to go for this if I say this, you know, but that hasn't been the case. And I, I'm also open too. so I'm also open to like if I provide some feedback and it's not taken There's grace to let the team have a learning experience or that I may be wrong and let me look and see, you know, why that was off or my timing was off that I was right for this point in time, but not long term or something like that. So I'm coming with energy that's very in integrity with myself and then, you know, whatever project or company that I'm working with.
0: Absolutely. Again, what you just described—that is highly sensitive leadership, right? Yeah. Bringing those strengths that we have to be able to empathize with others, to deeply listen to others, to be in integrity of a, a deep level of conscientiousness, and use them all in contribution within a traditional setting. To move a very significant type of project forward, you know, which really speaks to the impact part and how by you being willing to do the work that you do in the leadership training program, show up in the way that you show up, you're influencing others. Your team and the way that they are able to see you. So, as a model, and then also through your own demonstration, so that they can then benefit. They might not be highly sensitive themselves, but they can benefit. And then they can consider, oh, it doesn't have to be just this, you know, one way of work yourself to the bone to climb the corporate ladder, but we can actually advance and move things forward. And I can have a, a sense of self and a
1: sense of life as well. And that's amazing, Jennifer. It is. It's is. I'm still shocked, you know, all the time. I'm like, I can't believe I used to work that way or, you know, how did I live this long? Have a major health breakdown, you know, when I was operating out of that stress grapple mode.
0: Right. Yeah. Amazing. So I'm sure some listeners are just going to be so interested to kind of, you know, find out more of what Jennifer Ricards is up to and doing in the world. Um, Would you like to share a way that people can get in contact with you and find out more?
1: Sure. Yeah. I think the best way is to find me on LinkedIn. So you can just look at the, probably the podcast notes for, Spelling of my name, Jennifer Ricard, I think it's a good example. It's not super polished. It's not up to date. You know, it is what it is. Find me there and connect with me and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we'll make sure all of that gets into the show notes. So thank you so much. Thank you for, first and foremost, your commitment to highly sensitive leadership training, for bringing your leadership training, but most importantly, your genuine, highly sensitive leader self um, out into the world in a more traditional setting. And thank you for being willing to share all of it or parts of it. Uh, A little snapshot is probably a better way of saying it with all of us uh, here today. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been a pleasure. Amazing. And for those of you who are listening, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Business Miracles podcast. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of this Business Miracles podcast episode and for beginning to dip your toe into the journey of highly sensitive leadership training. If you are ready to truly use your sensitivities as strengths in all parts of your work and life, I invite you to connect for a one-on-one chat. You will experience being deeply listened to and together we'll get a sense of whether the highly sensitive leadership training programs are the best next step for you and your highly sensitive journey at this time. Just go to www.claritycall.com to schedule a conversation. We so look forward to connecting with you. Talk to you soon.